Hi, I'm Gerds Hundle, acclaimed health journalist, turned motivational speaker and transformational coach. This show is for anyone who wants to lead a happier, healthier and inspired life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can become a soul warrior. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Get Inspired with Gerds podcast. I'm your host and today I have a special soul with me who's helping conscious entrepreneurs who are struggling with time, energy and money to become more balanced. Boric Bowen is a wizard entrepreneur who cares deeply about people. He's on a mission to help people design and live the lifestyle of their dreams so they can give their best to people they love and make a positive contribution to the world. He believes that we can be it till you see it. Brock, it's an absolute pleasure having you on my show and thank you for joining us. Yeah, lovely to be here. It's so good to chat with you the other day. Now it's wonderful to get the opportunity to share with you more and, and obviously your audience. So thanks everyone for tuning in and having a listen to us today. Oh, bless you. I just love your story. Like when we were talking last week, your story really interested me. And I, I know definitely that my listeners will be interested in this. So could you tell them what your life was like before you became a wizard entrepreneur? <laughs> it's funny even based on that someone else called me the wizard entrepreneur first I gave myself the title alchemist entrepreneur mm. but yeah let's go back to the start you know I was a, a kid that grew up in Sydney so if you guys are listening Sydney Australia really beautiful place you know a lot of people always want to visit there particularly people yeah from London and America everyone always dreams of coming to Sydney well that's where I was born and as a kid I had uh, motorcycles and cars to drive around the backyard and BMXs. I was always quite playful. You know, as a kid, I would rush home from school and I'll do my homework on the bus on the way home from school. Wow. So as soon as I would, yeah, just because I wanted to get home and play. And, you know, not much has changed today, but I really wanted to get home and make, make the most out of my day. So I'd quickly get all my homework done while everyone was just talking on the bus. Uh, at school, year six and 12, school captain. As a young boy as well, I had a lot of, a lot of uh, health challenges with tonsillitis and actually had my tonsils removed. And it's interesting just going back to childhood, but I was year six and 12 school captain. I always did really well at school, like in terms of my grades and all that sort of stuff. But I remember being there in the classroom, you know, getting great grades, but looking out the window half the time, I, I believe I was a bit of a young philosopher because I'd sit there almost looking out at the, the trees and the sky and just contemplating life. Mm. And when the teacher would call me out for not paying attention, I would straight away just say, well, what did you want to know? <laughs> and then give them the answer straight away. I always... I always was present to what was going on, but I was always, you know, looking at life. And sometimes I still do where it just seems like things are going that little bit slow. Mm. And, you know, I've always liked to live life in the flow. But I did find uh, I enjoyed enjoyed school, enjoyed life. It was fun. Uh, enjoyed being a school captain. You know, with 10 or 15 minutes notice, I would jump up and do a talk. Wow. You just give me a topic and I'll get up and I'll be more than happy to do a, a public speech. Didn't matter what the topic was. So it's always been a bit of a natural thing to me. And then at the end of school, you know that time when you get to end of year 12, people start, you know, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? I think it's a crazy question to ask a 17-year-old. Yeah. What are you going to do for the rest of your life, particularly in today's environment? Oh, but, you know, I'd already, you know, in year 11 and 12 at school, that's the final grades over here. I was always already a bit of a young entrepreneur. So I had people, uh, people working for me in year 11. I had a little real estate business. So this was, you know, 20 years ago. I had 
guys, I was getting paid $20 an hour. I'd pay these guys to go and do stuff for me and I had myself a little business. So in year 12 at school, I had uh, two cars and a motorcycle to get around on. I'm not sure. I just, just seemed to have a bit of a knack for making money and creating stuff and things like that. Mm. Uh, track forward after school, I started to, you know, I finished school, I uh, started a law degree. Then I decided that wasn't for me. So I did uh, occupational therapy for a little bit. And I ended up deciding I was going to do a human resources job. You know, I did a few different things along the line. But the challenge I found at this point in my life, you know, there's so many different things that happen along that way, is at some point I started listening to other people's opinions more than my own. Mm. And I I stopped trusting, you know. I just remember that at school when when something needed to be paid for, even with my sisters. I was the youngest. We had a car, you know, that car that I was talking about, one of them, I shared with my sisters. If the engine or something had an issue, I paid for it. I was the youngest by, you know, two, three, four years to the oldest one. And, yeah, it's interesting too, but started to listen to what my parents thought was best for me. Mm-hmm. I started to uh, listen to what other people thought was best. I started to uh, be more concerned about my future than what was happening at the time. And, mm-hmm. and then instead of trusting my own inner knowing, I started to say things like, I don't know what I really want, which I'm sure some of the listeners can relate to that. You know, we've all, all had those times and perhaps we will again. But I had these times where I, I went, I don't know what I really want. And I remember being in jobs as well where I was always a little bit different. You might even hear it in my voice now. I sound quite chilled, almost as if I've spent a bit of time in America and all that sort of stuff. And I was always, you know, you, you catch guys like the, uh, the athletes, you know, snowboarders, mountain bikers. They've always got that bit of a chill nature to them. <laughs> That's true. You know, that fuller. And so I'd be in a job. And this was in different job environments. I'd be in a job almost having to prove that I was doing the work that I'd already done. <laughs> and it frustrated me. I literally was, you know, grabbing more people's work, doing more things. But I found that, you know, when you worked in an office environment, you need to rush up and back down the office to look like you're busy with some paperwork in your hands to look busy. Mm. And I was always looking at that. Why do I have to prove that I exist? Why do I have to prove that I'm doing stuff? Why do I have to go as slow as everyone else? And you know, knowing all this stuff now, mm. I always always was a leader. I was always an entrepreneur. I always had that gift of uh, coming up with a vision and having other people implement it with me. But, you know, looking at it too, at that early level, didn't necessarily have the role models. I think now with the internet, we're so fortunate that we can have access to different mentors and role models and YouTube and all this different stuff. But ultimately, uh, behind the scenes in terms of this, you know, talked a bit about career. I was I was having as much fun as possible, uh, partying a lot. That was that was definitely an interesting one. One of the jobs that I worked at, uh, I don't know if I've said this publicly yet. I did say this to you the other day, but the guys I was working with actually spiked me with some amphetamines in one of my drinks when we're going out drinking alcohol, and literally, you know, spiked me with some alcohol. Uh, sorry, spiked me with some amphetamines in one of my drinks. Next thing I'm like, Bing, my mind's clear. I've got lots of energy. What's going on? no connection to this stuff previously and I found you know for a little while I actually really liked it and that that became part of my journey I wasn't really fulfilled in terms of my career even though I could make great money Mm. and I wasn't really nutting down in terms of specifically what I wanted so I went on a bit of a journey which you know if you saw me at that time I was having a great time Uh, life was wonderful all those different things but I feel like something deep within me was unsettled something deep within me was unfulfilled and and it just, it took me going deeper. It took me going to those tough points, relationship breakups uh, that really hurt. You know, times where uh, I didn't get to that point like some people talk about, you know, where you want to kill yourself, whatever. 
Yeah. I wouldn't say I was necessarily depressed, but I did have chapters where I cried a lot, where I just I would just literally bang my head on the pillow because I'd I'd get the results of what other people thought was success, mm-hmm. and for me it just wasn't enough. See, I and would say it's a good it's good that we release the emotions because I don't know about yourself, like um, for me I was the opposite. I kept all my emotions in, and then it kind of me later on in my body whereas Mm. if we just release it it gets rid of all that energy and you're able to kind of move forward yeah and you've got got the space yeah which is fun so I always I look at though in terms of those jobs because I remember one of my friends from university and she sees me now with what I do you know with the retreats and the masterminds and being a bit of an entrepreneur and she said it to me she goes Brock even when you're working those jobs you're always different (laughs) and even in the same way that you know how I describe when I was a child, I'd get the, the work, the, the homework done very quickly. I, you know, I'd get that done very quickly and go and play. And that's the exact same thing I did in each of my careers. Uh-huh. And to be honest, that's still a lot of what I do right now because mm-hmm. I want to be as effective and, and flow state as possible and then switch everything off so I can go and do the next thing. So I'm always looking at how to use those tools and not get overwhelmed. But another big, I always look at like the big points, you know, in terms of, because the first question you asked me, what was going on before you were the wizard entrepreneur? Because I believe in terms of our natural essence, I believe a lot of those gifts are already there and it's just us revealing all the layers, removing those layers until who we truly are starts to shine. That's what I'm always looking at. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you. Like when I was a child, like I was so creative always had ideas like yourself, always looking outside the window and getting into trouble. <laughs> <In school. laughs> then just like, even if I was just in my own little world writing, I'd still get told off. And then somehow down the line, I kind of lost that creativity because I, like mm. myself, like allowed other people around me to kind of feed what I needed to do. And then mm. realised actually later down the line that all I ever needed was my creativity and just to trust my own intuition. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. And that, that always comes through, you know, in terms of the job, in terms of the careers, in terms of everything I've done. I always know what to do. If I don't, if I'm unclear, I need to pause for a moment, reflect and get clear. Mm. And and often then and just take action. And it's interesting too as I kind of reflect on that journey how all these different gifts awaken because when I did work, I had a career in recruitment where when I went to leave that job, they just kept offering me more money. <laughs> They're like, you're, you're great at what you do, just kept offering me more money and it's such a wonderful feeling when you can't be bored anymore. Yeah. When there's no amount of money that can actually have you do the stuff that you don't want to do. doesn't matter. I guess the universe Offer me was, whatever. Oh, sorry. Mm. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess the universe was testing you to see whether you were ready to transform or not. I believe that the universe always tests us just as we, we truly commit. I've had so many times in my life, you know, some of the guys listening might relate to this, when you're going for your dream and – uh, your energy levels might be a bit off. Uh, you might have more confusion, more anxiety, more overwhelm. You might have uh, your bank balances dwindling. But mm-hmm. some part of you, that deep part of you just knows and you must commit. And when you do, somehow it just it all shows up magnificently. That's been my experience. And, and again, in regards to that whole wizardry stuff, you know, to unfold some of those gifts, at, at the end of one of those chapters, I, I kept putting my head on the pillow at night and going, there has to be more than this. If not, what's the point? What's my purpose? I kept asking that question and a whole lot of events transpired for a, a gentleman to show up in my life who then became my next mentor mm. and took me on a deep journey and, you know, started teaching me about uh, tantric energy, started teaching me about uh, different sexual practices that you could do that could actually fill up your energy as a man. All this stuff that was so mm. fascinating to me coming from, you know, a traditional Western background where 
you know, sex is like, it's a specific way. <laughs> when there's so much more to it, it's such a, a deepening experience of oneness and spirituality mm. where you could lose yourself and find yourself in one moment. And and so that became a journey of, you know, going, going along, learning from him, uh, finding other different mentors. But since I started working with him, and perhaps even earlier than that too, I've almost felt like I'm Forrest Gump of spiritual world. <laughs> where I just travel bumper to someone, then I have the next experience. You know, literally in a few days, I'm about to go to Bali. And I highly anticipate there's going to be a lot of those experiences as well. But at some point, I realized that, you know, in each of those different careers, I was different. I was getting results by being myself. If I tried to do exactly what everyone else was doing, Mm. I didn't get the results. And so I kept looking at these different things. You know, even just before this call, one of the guys that you know I've been a mentor to, and I also do some some great stuff with a guy named Carl Lipton. Mm. Uh, he literally just—I did a call with him. He said, "There's some stuff going on with my car." I said, "We'll have a quick question to the car. Just literally talk to your car quickly, and then demand that some more money shows up." Mm. And then literally straight away, money is PayPal. <laughs> and and I've had it, you know, with so many things like playing with these things, going, hmm, you know, almost like, huh, I wonder if I could help someone get this result and I'll test it again and again and again and again, I started to notice, you know, in terms of the wizardry stuff, I started to notice that I was having these experiences that, that were not typical Mm. getting results that previously seemed impossible, even simple things. You know, I remember being in Sydney on one experience where I needed to get from one particular place to another place. that was about 40 minutes away. And I just had the thought that I need to arrange transport to get there. And at the same moment, I received a text from a friend who was 4,000 kilometers away to lend me his scooter. Yeah. And that, that experience of oneness, that experience of the interconnectedness, that's what I want people to experience more and more. Yeah. But having said all that, you know, going back to that original thing, there's so many times when we don't experience that. Yeah. We can have the struggle. We can have the challenges that life gets in the way, that there's too much month and not enough money, that we're not clear within ourselves that our energy is burning out, that the friends around us or our family don't support us in what we want. Yeah. Mm. I was just going to say, like, guys, I know it might sound all, like, woo-woo, however it does work. Like, in the past, I've, like, manifested parking, car park spaces, like, looked at the the space that I wanted and, like, the cars moved. Um, I've manifested lots of different things in my life. And, like, I found that the first thing is just trying little things. So, for example, mm. you could just manifest something coming through your letterbox. Um, and just playing around mm-hmm. with it and seeing how far you can take that 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 manifestation. It's really powerful. Yeah. And for sure, the one I love people to test, because yeah, it might sound woo-woo here in the story, but let's break it down into uh, let's break it down into the science of it. Our bodies are these powerful tools. Mm-hmm. And everyone's walked into a room previously where if you're feeling wonderful and then you walk into the room and the energy's off, how do you guys feel? Better or worse? You walk into that room and everyone's feeling down. Usually, you walk into the room and if everyone's feeling anxious or overwhelmed, you tend to pick a bit of that energy up. (laughs) Yeah. And in the same way, we can do that where we can actually get clear within ourselves of the things we'd like to experience. And then rather than thinking about it, just take a moment to put your hands on your heart and actually connect to those different things that you'd like to experience. And do it simply. I remember the first time I ever did this, and well, not the first time I ever did this, but consciously did this, because we're all doing this all the time. But I actually did it for a green tea. Yeah. And it was at a time when I was living with my parents, and I'm drinking a green tea now, actually. Funny that. But I <laughs> literally, I just, I just saw a green tea in my hand. 
must have been dropped into my heart and literally my dad brought me a green tea from the top of the house downstairs. Mm-hmm. Just brought me a green tea and he's never done that since. It was a one-off. But test it with things. Yeah. And in terms of these ideas, rather than thinking it's woo-woo or it doesn't work for me, just play with it. That would be my suggestion. But the simple way I tend to do things now is put my hands on my heart and pretend that there's a golden thread going out to things I love and then I just start to gently pull them back in and that seems to work for me. It's kind of like, you know, when you're thinking of somebody and then suddenly they call you up, it's kind of the same thing, like you're manifesting them. Mm, yeah, having that experience and then people say, well, is it the chicken or the egg? Did they think of you or did you think of them? <laughs> but coming back to it, it's just a fun thing. If we're all if we're all thinking about each other, I say, say we're all just looking after each other as a community like we used to. And an opportunity comes across our desk and we think of someone, then we go, here, looked after someone. And if you're doing that for other people and they're doing that for you, you'll have a wonderful life because one, like, let's give Nick Pigeon a, you know, just a shout out right now. Nick Pigeon's <laughs> the friend that connected us. Yeah. And what a wonderful person, always looking at how she can give. Uh, she's doing some amazing things in the world. And that set up this, this conversation where I literally just turned on my phone the other day and then we had a five-minute call that turned into about an hour. <laughs> And now the opportunity to share with you and, and the people listening. And it's fun too. If we keep looking after ourselves, looking after our community and looking after humanity, we can live in a, a wonderful life. Yeah. And yeah, and we don't have to call ourselves a wizard entrepreneur. We can call ourselves a bus driver. We can call <laughs> ourselves whatever it happens to be, whatever form your life is taken right now. But we can live a magnificent life. And I always like just to share just a few things, just to drop it in so you don't hear my story, but you hear your own. And then then the ideas that we talk about on today's episode, you can then radically start to implement those into your own life. Mm. And I'd love to hear, you know, just give us some feedback. I'd love to hear afterwards for you guys listening to this. Let us know. How did you go? Have you connected to things? Have different things shown up? I'm always curious to hear what people experience. Yeah, absolutely. And you can send like an email or you can just like tweet as well. That's absolutely fine. Mm. My dear, I'm... Wanted to ask you, like, you know, obviously now you're like a wizard entrepreneur. So how are you helping people to tap into their mm. own kind of wizardness? Oh, for sure. So uh, in terms of specifics, I run programs and I run retreats. That's what I do, you know, in terms of the, the current forms of what I do. And I work with some high-end private clients as well, where more of a consultant role, but again, looking at the energy of their business. Hmm. And specifically, you know, I, I figured out that if I get people together, on a live call, and then behind the scenes, uh, I'm actually doing some energy work. So as I say that, uh, the term alchemy is used where you turn one thing from one thing to another. Mm. So just think about, you know, just just look at an example where you turn the kettle on. Let's keep it really simple. You turn the kettle on and the water goes from zero degrees to 100 degrees. And all I'm looking at when I work energetically with people to make it as simple as possible to communicate it is, how do I turn people up a little bit? And then I look at, well, if there's blocks in the way, you know, if there's different things and not allowing people to go past 50 degrees, well, what's in the way of that? And the same way that, you know, you would watch a kettle boil, that's the same way I look at people's lives, people's businesses and those sort of things. It's just that I see it as energy rather than the energetic form of, say, watching a kettle boil. So I always look at how to make it as simple as possible for people to receive. But... Uh, you know, for you guys listening, have you ever had that before where you just get that feeling? You know your gut feeling when you just know something's on or something's off? You don't necessarily know what it is. 
but you just get that feeling. And so when I connect to that feeling and then put on my wizard's hat, and I, I tend to ask a lot of questions of people, rather than giving people the answer, this is what you should do, this is when you should do it, these are the eight steps to you to follow it, I'll tend to ask people a lot of questions so that that, that way they can access their own wisdom. And the more that I do that, then people come around away with their own realizations. And in that instance where I talked about Kyle before with his car, I literally asked him a question to have a conversation with his car. I just said, have you talked to your car yet? And he had a conversation with his car and I go, have you demanded to clear out all the stuff that's not working for you in your life? <laughs> and he did it and it worked. And you know what? Let's give the guys a tangible result. Just think of something right now. Just I know this is not live, but I can do this at the same time. Just think of one area in your life right now where you feel stuck. And feel it where you feel it in your body. And just pay attention to it just for a moment. And then let's just grab it. And I just want to expand it a little bit for you guys. And have an experience where uh, something changes for you now. And then ask, what would you like to transform that area of your life? that you're experiencing your body into right now. Just ask that one more time. What would you like to transform that area of your life that you're experiencing your body into right now? There you go. Just one little example. So nice. <laughs> Felt like I was in a different it, world. <laughs> that's And that's the invitation. When I say wizard, what I'm looking at is how do we invite people from what they're experiencing in terms of their logical reality? Mm. Into that life, you know what people experience when they're on holidays? Yeah. That thing where they're like, oh, wow, it's amazing. I'm going to have sex more. I'm going to drink more. I'm going to have more fun. I'm not going to worry about my responsibilities. And somehow everything gets done. Mm. And people come up with their best creative ideas when they're on holidays. And they're really yummy and kind to each other most of the time. They spend more time on the beach. Well, that world always exists. Yeah. And things have still got to, got to be done and implemented and everything. But – I've had that sense for a while that we often buy into how long something takes based on other someone else's predictions. Yeah. In, in Australia, I'm not sure about the UK, but Australia, you've got to work eight hours a day every day. Well, some days you only need to do two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, in yeah. London, especially, that's kind of the mindset. You've got to keep working hard. You've got to do overtime. You've got to do these things in order to get to this level and you're chasing those things but in the process you almost kind of lose yourself and like your identity and your intuition and mm. like you said like you end up going on holiday because you're trying to figure out what's happened to you when really all mm. you needed to do was be present yep and that's what it comes back to that that gift of presence yeah. and then contemplating i just had this thing just a, a contemplation now too what is the speed of wealth it's an interesting one, hey? Like just that question just popped through to me then. Just going, you know, uh, for each of the guys listening and, and for you as well, just what is the speed of wealth? What is the life I'd really like to live? What kind of people would I like to have around me? What kind of conversations would I love to have? And realize that you, you have the choice to do what's most important to you. It might not happen straight away, but you do have the choice to create that. And who do you want to create that life with? You know, if you're listening to this conversation, you're obviously after a different life. Yeah. You're obviously keen to experience different things. And, you know, I'm, like I said, two days out from Bali, I highly anticipate that that experience will be magical. I don't have all the details orchestrated. I've spent a lot of time 
uh, and a lot of, uh, yeah, just a lot of fun. Not even the time. I just had a lot of fun creating this experience for people. Mm. And the last retreat I ran, people literally said to me, Brock, it feels like you've pulled me into another world. (laughs) And now what I'm interested in is that. That's fantastic. Let's pull you into that other world, but let's tangibly go, well, then how do I bring that home? Mm. It's a hero's journey. Joseph Campbell talked about that, you know, follow your bliss. And you would go away from your normal life, find all these treasures, and you would come back and people would think you're crazy. Have you ever had that before? Yeah, and I think it's it's more actually that you're bringing them back to who they originally were as mm. a child and they've forgotten about it. You've kind of almost brought that inner child out again for them. Yeah, for sure, hey. I often like that question. You're asking people what were they like as a child. <laughs> I think 99 times out of 100 it works well, but then you know, there's, there's always someone that had a tough childhood. But again, we can, we can gain some wisdom from that as well. You know, the choices that that showed up for that experience. But I know, I know, I even contemplated too for myself. I was really fortunate. Motorbikes, cars, BMXs, lots of property. Mm-hmm. I ran around in nature all the time, literally yeah. as much as I could. And now, as a man, you know, I'm 38 years young now, and that's what I love to do: get out in the ocean, go for a surf, go and climb trees. Uh, and I would encourage people to do that. If you're not spending time each day in nature or getting your feet on the earth every day, just go and test it, even if it's five minutes a day. Even if you go out on your lunch break from the office, take your shoes off, and put them on the earth and get some sun. When I worked in a full-time career, I would do that where I'd take my laptop out to the park in Sydney and I would uh, get my laptop out, take my shirt off in a suit, take off my shirt, get some sun on me, take my shoes off, put them on the earth, and some people would smile and give me a little grin. Some people would look at me as if, what's this kid up to? But all I know is this, you know, now people call me infinitely lucky. And, you know, it's fun that they might say that. But the reason that we become infinitely lucky is we're willing to give ourselves permission to be who we truly are. We're willing to receive other people's judgment and we're also willing to get it wrong. It made me yeah. laugh like we were saying about you took your shoes off because actually, funny enough, a few years ago, I do that now actually. Mm. And uh, <laughs> when I was having, I was going through like a lot of anxiety and tension. I don't know. It was like one random day I was like, right, I'm just going to take my, my my socks off. And I just went on the mm. grass and remembered as a kid, like what I used to do, run around, barefooted, didn't care. And I found that when, mm. when it, was, it was really hot that day and that the energy of the sun really like, calm me down and I found that you know mm-hmm. like the grass bits like they actually it calms the nerves on your feet it's kind of like reflexology mm-hmm. it calms you down and it starts to make you feel connected with nature and feel present again so it yep definitely works <laughs> oh and, and for the people who are skeptics on that you know search search grounding and you'll see in terms of that you search grounding you're going to see that uh that there's science to it now it's not just you know, it's not, not just these hippies running around the world with their bare feet. It literally is there's a science to it now. And what I like with my journey, now I get to work with high level entrepreneurs and they start to implement some of these daily habits in terms of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they get wonderful results. You know, literally I was fascinated by it a while ago when I'd have these guys pay me thousands of dollars to spend time together to go and take a walk in the forest. Mm. It's it's crazy what the world has come to, but that, you know, we've forgotten a lot of these things that are our natural element. We've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, I like to minimize how much time I'm on technology now, turning the phone off and then maximizing the time, you know, recording something like this allows us to get out to a lot of people in one conversation. 
Yeah. And we can really leverage our effectiveness now utilizing technology, but also maximize our impact by spending our time uh, connected to the elements. And I too, I totally believe too, you spend time with the elements, you become more beautiful. Yeah. I find that. I definitely like. Mm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I find that we forget that we're actually part of nature as well. So we're nature. So if we connect mm-hmm. with nature, we go back to just being being that beautiful self that we were born to be. Mm-hmm. The best. Yeah. I'm always loving, though, checking out with, like, with the wizardry and with the elements going, well, we are nature and we do have these elements such as going out into the woods mm. or jumping out. I love as well jumping in ice cold water. If you guys <laughs> listening haven't done that before, check out a guy, Wim Hof, the Iceman. Oh, now, yeah. do some breathing, get yourself in some ice cold water and try and try and be anxious at the same time. I dare you. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just that, that element, it just drops you into something where you're just so present and it is such a gift. But I always look at those things, like how can I stack more and more of these things into my daily life? Mm-hmm. Then I also look at how can I make it so I'm in harmony with everything that exists in the world now? Because we do have pollution. We do have uh, phones and laptops and all these different things. And it's part of our nature environment now. So just enjoying them all for the gifts that they are. It's amazing. Yeah. Can you tell us about the M55 coaching program? <laughs> Oh, for sure. So I run an M. It's now called M55 Plus, and you know, at the time, a lot of people do, you know, an eight-week program or a ninety-day program. My first foray into doing online masterminds, I did a program called Ninety Days of Momentum. Uh, really good, got a lot of traction. I literally posted it up on Facebook and had uh, sixty people responded, and I booked uh, a stack of those people into my first program, which is really cool. Just you know, the first time I'd done something of that uh, that nature, and then. I want to make it shorter and sharper, so I'll bring it down into eight weeks. But eight weeks of momentum didn't sound as cool, so I went, well, M56. And M56 is, I believe it's an assault rifle, and it's also one of the highways in England. When I Googled it, is that correct? (laughs) I'm sure you guys have got an M56 over there, and I went, hmm, what am I going to call it? M55, that sounds cool. And the number 55 kept showing up for me everywhere. Mm -hmm. And you guys, pay attention. Do you see any particular numbers anywhere? Just have a look, you know, go through your normal day, see if you see numbers. For me, 5-5 five, five shows up a lot. So I called this program 55 Days of Momentum, Magic, Miracles. Mm. And I started to like, map out the different things that had worked for me, but more importantly, the different things that worked for other, other people that I'd shared stuff with. And I looked at what are the specific daily habits that we can incorporate in our lives so that we feel powerful. So we wake up feeling fresh. So we, we actually go to sleep. So many people experience depression, insomnia, overwhelm. And I looked at it ultimately, how do I create a program that actually gives people back more time? How do I create a program that gives back people more so they receive more abundance in every area of their life, inclusive but not restricted to money? And so I put that together in terms of a, you know, an eight-week program called 55 Days of Momentum. What was interesting to me, though, just to, just to touch on that too, you know, my uh, my son was expected due date on the 5th of the 5th. <laughs> I was born 55 centimeters long. So there's all these other things in the background. I had my numerology done the other day in 5-5 five, five, and all these other numbers kept coming up. So sometimes these different things come through. This particular one for me was called M55. And so I was fortunate to, you know, build a membership site, um, run an online program where people have uh, group support from me. And sometimes as they need a little bit of extra one-on-one support. 
And now I've converted that program into M55 plus. So it's 55 days of momentum. Mm. Plus we go, we got four more monthly calls, mm. which makes it fun. You know, for people to go through that initial intense period, but then check back in, how are you doing? What's working for you? What's not working? Where else do you need to check and upgrade? And the thing I love about the program too, is that it's a mastermind. So mm. one thing I've done is, you know, train people just to give you guys one of the one of the tools that I love from that program that's just amazing that you can go and adopt in your life right now. Would you guys like it? Yeah. I know you listen, I know you listen to the replay, but I just want you guys to engage with while I'm sharing it. So you guys listening? Awesome. So what I suggest to you is this. Doing a power call. And all the power call is this. Have you ever called someone up before and when you're speaking to them, they've got tabs open in their mind and they've got Facebook open and they're kicking the dog and they've got everything else going on. Have you ever had that before, Gertz? Yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah you call some. Yeah, you call some. They've got 50 million things going on. Well, what a power call is, is giving people your full presence mm. and demanding that of them. Literally saying to them, you know, mum, I haven't spoken to you for a while. Have you got five minutes while we can give one another our full attention? Mm. If you don't, I'll call you back later. Being respectful and mindful that people do have lives and things that they've got to place their attention on. Yeah. But I found that, you know, those five minutes are better than 60 minutes on a call. Yeah. And, you know, in your relationship, those five minutes where you have a coffee with someone when they're truly with you, it's better than two hours of nothing. You know, two hours where you're just kind of half there, not really with each other. Mm. And so I look at that like giving people your presence, giving people your attention. And that's one of the habits that I love is that powerful. And that's generated me huge amounts of wealth by just using that tool but also saving a lot of time mm. and some of those power calls you know when you called me the other day I looked at it and often I won't answer my phone straight away but I go I need to <laughs> I just knew I had that I had that feeling to answer the phone in that moment of presence so I went cool I'm going to answer my phone and the five minutes turned into 55 minutes or 60 whatever it happened to be and it <laughs> felt like it, it just it was perfect yeah and it, I, to be honest, it was really bizarre as well. I wasn't going to call you either. And I was like, I need to call you for some reason, even though it's like 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> I have that. I've had that experience with myself. I literally have an intention. Like where I shared before, you know, you want to find a parking spot or you want something to show up in your life. When I created my first online program, I put it up on Facebook. People started connecting in with me and to apply for it. But I literally had it while I was calling outwardly to book people in for this program. People going to text me and they ended up calling me to actually say, hey, I just had a feeling I need to call you next thing an hour later in the program. Wow. I've had it before too. You know, I want you guys to have that experience as well where you trust that you know things that you don't logically know. I've had it before. I pull up on the side of a highway while I'm driving in a van and I end up knocking on the door of someone <laughs> randomly. I just had a strong feeling to do so. And that person then became a client a really great friend and he's allowed me to use his venue which is a gorgeous farm on the south coast of New South Wales for multiple events that I've run. Mm. Just reminded and, me of something. Yeah. Like the times where like you'll be walking to go to like a meeting or something and then suddenly after you finish that meeting rather than going straight away to the next meeting or like you've got a break you sometimes like end up going a different route that you normally do and you end up finding something really beautiful or something that you've been looking for for ages whether it's like a crystal mm. or it could have been like a handbag. And you're like, mm. now I know why I took that detour that day. Yeah, makes sense, hey? Yeah. I believe too, this is one thing I've been doing, and 
I don't know if this sounds woo-woo, but I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> make it sound as crystal clear as possible. But, you know, if I was saying this stuff 10 years ago, I might have thought I was a bit crazy. So I'd, if it does sound a bit to you guys, that's cool. But I want to just share it with you anyway because it works. Mm. And one thing I do is I have conversations with my body. And I think you know, have absolute gratitude for my body for being there when I wake up, for being there when I go skateboarding. And what I've noticed is I've actually become more coordinated. What I've noticed is uh, I draw some incredible people into my life. And, you know, times that you just articulated just brought that memory to me of, you know, instances where I was supposed to go right, but I turned left. And just as I did, I bumped into someone. And, you know, just as I had that thought, one of the guys that I bumped into he just flashed up on my Facebook right now as we're doing the, uh, the call. <laughs> you know, you get the little notification. So it's interesting too that, yeah, how in- interconnected it all is yeah. and that at some level life does have a, a gorgeous plan for us and we can tune in and align ourselves with what we love and that changes. And if I'd going back to that 17-year-old question we often get asked, you know, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Well, I'm not sure, but I know what I want to do right now and I have a vision of what that's going to look like in the future. And, and if we can focus so much with presence, almost like a relaxed intensity and aggressive presence right now in terms of where we are and articulate that to other people, mm-hmm. this is working, this is not working, uh, can you support me with this? Can you give me some feedback on this idea? And then ultimately come back to that place where we know and we take action on it. Then the results are whatever the results are. It's superfluous to what we, uh, you know, once we actually trust what we know and we take action on it, that's the gift. The results are whatever the results are. Yeah, absolutely. Just let you know, we are coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so quickly. Um, I've I've got two more questions for you. Yeah, for sure. The first one is, what's your five top tips for someone who's kind of struggling with time and energy? Mm -hmm. Time and energy, fantastic. Cool. Have a morning morning practice. So I, I just talk about start your morning powerfully. You can, let's keep a really simple one. Get up, move around, jump around to your favorite song. Get out, of, get out a journal and just start to get to know yourself by asking yourself a couple of questions. One primary question you could put on there would, what would I love my life to be like? And then also ask yourself, what are the most important things to get, uh, get done today? And focus on those. You, you get those things done early. You just seem to have a whole lot more time. Then get in ice cold water. Now have a call. I just I love this at the moment. This is a big one for me. Getting ice cold water after this. I got a short break before I'm running another program. I'm running a webinar, and I'm going to go jump in the ocean, which is nice and cold at the moment. (laughs) Gets you out of your head. You're breathing in clean air. You feel amazing, and you just I seem to get a whole lot more done. Test it. The thing that slows us down, I believe, just to add to that point, is when we're in our heads. When we're creating in the flow, we're not thinking about what we're going to do. Should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? Is it okay to do this? You know those voices that go on in our head? Mm. When you're in the ice cold water, well, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Then have a mindfulness practice. So I always look at, you know, I talked about your ground and get your feet on the earth. I really love qigong at the moment, which is energy movement, but you can just slow down for five minutes, take a breath. And breathe out. And if you do that, particularly every hour, you know, one of one of my friends has been a bit of a mentor to me. He taught me about that a long time ago. Every hour, slow down, take a few conscious breaths, 
And the amount that he fits into a year is ridiculous. And since I've been doing it, the amount that I can jam in, I don't feel busy a lot of the time, but I still manage to fit a lot in. I'm a dad. Uh, I've got a beautiful lady. Uh, I've got multiple projects on the go and I'm traveling a fair bit. So somehow it, it tends to work. The next thing I would look at, have extreme levels of focus. I think we're up to number four now. Yeah. Extreme levels of focus. So look at uh, what are my most important objectives here? Does this need to be done now or can I do it later? And either focus on what's most important but then close down the tabs in your mind. That's one of the biggest things I've learned to do where instead of instead of trying to focus on everything at the same time, just really focus on what's most important. Sometimes there are projects when you can have 50 things going on at once and that's kind of fun, but there are also times if you want to save time, you just need to get a lot of stuff done really quickly. Give yourself 20 minutes and get it done. If that's writing a blog, if that's sending out an email, uh, if that's calling someone, just give it a time limit and you'll get it done in, in 15 or 20 minutes. Final one, nutrition. So I always look at eat the best food that you can. Bless it before it goes in your mouth. Drink as much water as possible with it. And lots of green stuff seems to give us a lot of energy. Um, green powders, green juice. Also, at the moment, I'm really into you know really high-quality fats. And on the nutritional stuff too, drink less coffee. I know you think drinking coffee gives you energy. I like it every now and then, not as much as I used to. But I would just say that for a lot of entrepreneurs, they're backing up, you know, two, three, four, eight cups of coffee a day. <laughs> just try having one in the morning or one with lunch and see if it makes a difference. So I think that's I think that's five things just there. Amazing. And I, I absolutely agree with you, like blessing the food or blessing the drink that you're having. I find that when mm. you do that like it's almost like you've given this like more energy within you when you do that you just feel like so super alert after mm -hmm. can i add a six yeah go for it yeah do life with the people you love you want to have more time and energy yeah. say say right now you don't have much energy but i call you up and whatever your favorite artist is i go i got two tickets front row do you want to come how's your energy level then <laughs> Bing! All of a sudden, you're like, "Yay!" You feel amazing. So that's do life with the people you love. The people you love, it doesn't matter whether you've got the success or not. You're already doing life with the people you love. Yeah. And then when you do have the success, well, you're with the people you love, mm -hmm. and that's been that's been to me to redefine what success means and really look after the people that I hold dear and hold near to me. And the more that I do that, life just flows. You know. There's opportunities that come across our life all the time. If I just go through even in the last six months, things I've just seen flick through, you know, as I just saw something, I, I quickly jumped on Facebook, I see an opportunity. Well, I know someone that just is perfect for that. Bang, it's gone. Mm. And the time that it would take to create that experience, my experience of this has been things that would normally take you 12 months to execute. Some of those things I've done in literally 20 minutes because I have the connections around the world who know exactly what to do with precision and we get it done, bang. doesn't always happen. Sometimes there are other times that are super frustrating and we need to relax and breathe and work it out. I'm not saying it always happens that way, but when you do life with people you love, everyone's looking out for each other, everyone's blessing one another, and together it's just a harmonious thing. It doesn't take so much time. I love those six top tips. Thank you. But they were amazing. Mm. I know my listeners are definitely mm -hmm. going to love those. Uh, my last question is, what are you most grateful for? Oh, right now would be my family. Oh. So 
I've got a, a gorgeous lady named uh, Christy Renee Fisher, uh, nutritionist, mother to my child and you know my fiance for a while now, but we've been together almost eight years. That's how I met Nick. And uh-huh. Christy is kind and gorgeous and beautiful and you know calls me out on stuff, which I love too. <laughs> and and just an amazing woman. You love it when you meet her. And and our beautiful new son, Taj Phoenix Bowen, just such a blessing. He's you know not quite 11 weeks old, turns 11 on 11 weeks old on Wednesday. I'm about to go away for 10 days. And yeah, just maximizing my time with him. But I heard people talk about how, you know, you have a, a child and your heart opens and, you know, I've just been experiencing that more and more. Just mm-hmm. sitting with him, breathing with him, chilling with him. Uh, and looking again, you know, to add a seven thing to what we said before, since <laughs> we, we max, go, what would it take to get everything I'm doing right now done in 5% of the time? That's what I did for about 90, 90 days at the start of the year because when I'm going to be a dad soon, I don't have the same time if I want to, I want to devote it to being a dad, to be doing calls, to be executing projects. I need to have a team. Yeah. And that definitely made a, a big difference. But I'm super grateful for, uh, for the family. How about yourself? I'm just grateful for being able to just be present and being able to have this conversation right now and just – following all the dreams that I always had as a child and actually executing mm. them now um, mm-hmm. and just being in the process. Yeah. yeah. Just being able to just also like being grateful for the fact that I was able to change my life around at mm. a young age as well and noticing the patterns and behavior and, and realizing like yourself, like, hey, I need to just check in and say like, maybe I don't need to do that. Maybe I just need to be balanced and maybe I just need to just go out and chill. It seems to just work, right? Looking at going outside to just chill or also trusting that the thing that we love the most, you know, I always think about that in terms of relationships as well. With my lady, I would just go and do the things that were most important to me and give her the space to do the things that were most important to her. Mm. And then we, when we both choose from a heart space what we actually truly want together, we, we win competitions around the world. We have so much show up. It's it's mind blowing in terms of what Christy and I have experienced. And when we push against each other, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I always like I always go back to it, baby. You know, this is not working right now. What do you really want? And if all we ever did with one another was to ask that question, well, we'd have more time, we'd have more energy, we'd have much bigger lives. Because rather than you know criticizing other people, uh, I always come back to saying, don't hate, appreciate. Yeah. If you see someone that has something that you want, don't hate them. Appreciate them. Give them a call. Ask them how they did it. You know, the people, you know, touching back on the speed of wealth. Wealthy mm-hmm. people seem to slow it down, have time to really share their gifts and contribute to people. And mm-hmm. you know, if we can t- all take that away just a little bit more in our lives, slow it down, be kind to ourselves, be kind to one another, and actually share some of our gifts, and then structure our lives in a way that works for us. That could be a job for you right now. That could be being an entrepreneur. That could be like, I'm about to listen to your man stuff, you know, the music. There's so many creative ways to express ourselves in the world and and just slow it down a little bit and enjoy the process. Absolutely. And my last question is, where can my listeners find you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, primary website's www.brockbowen.com. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram, The Lifetarian. You can find me on Facebook, all those different things. And... Our latest project, the one I'm going to Bali for, is globaltransformationexperiences.com. So I'll send you that link if you want to put it in the show notes. But uh, that's 
that's a retreat in Bali. Then we go over to Lombok for a surf retreat. Then we're snowboarding in Japan. Then we're uh, March, we're going to Bali again. Then we're mapping out one for Peru. And yeah, it's, it's just fun to be on a quest, creating all this different stuff. And I'm literally having things. I said I'm going to Peru on a retreat. I went surfing the other day and a guy just sat down next to me who he has a retreat property in Peru. <laughs> so that's that's probably saved me, I don't know, two, two, three weeks of research online trying to find the connections, emailing back and forth. Well, just go for a surf. And life has a fascinating way when we get out of our own way. Life has a fascinating way of giving us everything we've always asked for. But I would suggest to you right now, if your life's not working for you guys, ask for more. Reach out for help. You know, ask a friend. Uh, employ a coach. Employ a mentor. Go away to a retreat. Or just take some time out on your own at the beach in nature and write in your book. What do I want my life to be like? If you keep doing that, that's what I've been doing for a while now, and it definitely keeps getting better. And having said all that, there's still challenges behind the scenes. There's all still different things going on. I'm new, brand new to being a dad. I'm new to being a dad in business as well. But with the right people around you, anything's possible, and it's so much fun to play. Absolutely. And Barack, thank you so much for being on the show. Like Seriously, it's amazing what you've just shared today. And I've taken a lot myself and I'm sure my listeners as well. And thank you for just being another light in the world and just being yourself. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I appreciate you having a, having me on today. I'm just about to jump off. My little guy's now having a little cry in the background. Aww. But he's cute. But yeah, I appreciate all you guys have made it all the way to the end and listened. Uh, if it resonates to get in touch, of course, do that. And I'd love to see how I can contribute to what you're doing. And guys, look forward to when we do get to catch each other in person. Absolutely. And yeah, again, appreciate you having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Bless you. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> what a great interview with Boric. Just, it just took me in a different world. I absolutely loved that interview. And guys, do check out his website because, again, he is amazing at what he does. He, he speaks what he says he does and he's just got such a positive vibration and he can help you with lots of areas within your own life. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Don't forget that you can find me on Facebook at Get Inspired with Gerds. You can find me on Twitter at I am Gerds. You can check out my website, which is www.getinspiredwithgerds.com. And before I leave you, I want to leave you with this quote. In the midst of difficulty lies an opportunity. That's a quote by Albert Einstein. Take care and I'll see you next week. Bye.